As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I, as per usual, am sitting across the table from my mom, Barb. Hi, mom. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. How's it going being you today? I'm a little bit tired and feeling yeah. a little bit stretched. I don't yeah. know how all of you listening are feeling. We're in the middle of the season and coming to the end of the year, and sometimes that can bring up a lot. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode in real time, we are in the thick of the holidays. Fala la la la. But I'm doing my most favorite thing of the week, and that's sitting across the table talking to you. And sure talking, about that? And yes, absolutely sure. And talking to all of our beautiful community. I say that because we are we're struggling today. It's a very it, you know it can be very intense, and that's why I think this. <laughs> topic today is going to be very relatable. I just feel it. I've had many messages from people and I think you have too. You've talked about a few people that you've received messages from on Instagram. And so I think it's going to be a very potent topic for everyone. And hopefully, not hopefully, and I know that we will have a great conversation and, and give you some tips. Tips and tricks. Tips and tools. Tips and tricks and tools. <laughs> Tips, tricks, tools, tangible takeaways. Yes, all the T's. Wow, we're so talented. So, so yes, as we start to ease into the thick of the holidays, come to the close of this calendar year, we have so much going on, so many expectations, responsibilities. We feel so much pressure to show up in a certain way, to... um be everything for everyone. Just, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. And I mean, this isn't even including all of the other stuff that's happening in the world, in our personal lives. Just, it's even just saying all of this right now. I'm like, ugh. Well, I think you and I both, you and I both (laughs) agree and understand that the energy that's in the world affects us. We might not know it. We might not be conscious of it, but the energy that's in the world affects us. So if we're already feeling on overload a little bit or feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to keep up with myself during this holiday season. And then you couple the energy of the world and then you couple social media because I've had some very bizarre comments coming through on on social media that are very, it's very interesting. And I think we all do. So you add those three things together, it's no wonder that we feel like we're just making it. And I always like to use this phrase, catching up with myself, because when I'm feeling in a place where I'm not grounded or being where my feet are or feeling, you know, my earth planted in the ground and my body all planted where I am, 
I always feel like I need to catch up with myself a little bit. Okay, what is it that I my mind is somewhere else, but my body needs to be here and all of those things. So I, I feel like the time is pretty potent right now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a lot. And so today we're going to talk about survival mode and how to notice if you're in survival mode, how to cultivate that awareness about how you might be entering survival mode and just some little reminders to help you ease out of it and take care of yourself because we know that it's a lot and there's a lot of feelings and a lot of difficult dynamics happening and the best thing that we can do is take care of ourselves. And I think it's the other thing that I really want to make sure that everyone listening gets this for yourselves is that if you're feeling like you're in survival mode, it's okay. Sometimes just being in survival mode is enough. And we don't want to live our whole lives in survival mode, but right now it's fine. You know, there's that, that really viral meme that went around a few years back. And I think it probably still is around somewhere that, you know, I've a hundred percent of the days I've survived. You know, sometimes we feel like we're, we're not making it, we're not making it. But actually, if you just pause for a second, and realize I'm here, I'm here right now and I've, I've made it. And sometimes just making it is enough. So I, I want all of you to feel like if you're feeling in survival mode, we're going to give you some tips to not only move through it, but also identify it. Because sometimes if we're not identifying what's happening with us, it's hard to move through it. Yeah. Just like with everything in life, really. Yeah. And I feel like when we start talking about some of the signs of survival mode, this is these some of these things to look out for are kind of common for you at this time of year. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes, I agree. Is this shocking to you? <laughs> I agree. Well, because it's I think it's holidays bring up a lot. And we've had a very traumatic, difficult, difficult year. So yes, these are coming up for me a lot. Many um, of them. But maybe not all of them. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just trying to be a little funny mm. to lighten the, lighten the mood a little bit. Because this is heavy. I, th- I just feel like this time of year is heavy. And so um, let's go ahead and get to it. I would love for everyone to feel comfortable in this and know that if you identify with any of these, that's a good thing. Because we always talk about being aware of how you're feeling and, and what it means and what's happening is is 90% of moving through whatever it is. So let's get to it, Michelle. Let's get into it. Signs are in survival mode. Yeah. And the first one is what I was referencing to. You tell yourself. You say almost every year. Yeah. But go for it. Let us know. You tell yourself, I just need to get through this week, this month, or this year. You're right. I, I think at this time of year, you just say, I just need to get to... 2024. I just need to get to 2023. I need to get through this year and then things will be less stressful or chaotic. And I mean, especially in this season of your life that you've been in for the past few years, but this is a common one for you to say. I'm not outing you or I'm not trying to pass judgment. I just feel for you when you feel this way. No, I don't. I don't feel judged at all. And that was why I said Please don't anyone feel that something is wrong with you if any of these signs you relate to, because there is nothing wrong with you. It's just an awareness. And Michelle is right. This is an awareness that I have. And especially this year, my divorce was final August, September. I felt like I was on very good ground and very good footing and everything was moving along really well. I was very hopeful and looking forward to it. Not that I'm not today. It's just with the holidays coming and all of the the grief that comes with the holidays and all the pressure and all the stress or all the things that we manufacture inside of us. When I say, I just need to get through this week, what I'm really telling myself is be in the moment, Barb, because my mind happens to go berserk during the holiday time. Like it wants to move and wants to go to so many different places. So I'm constantly reminding myself to just be present, be where my feet are. And so I think if you're relating to this, 
that you just need to get through this day. To me, that's survival mode. Because I go to bed at night. If I've said that during the particular day, I go to bed at night. I do my reflection time. I'm like, okay, put it all aside. Tomorrow is a new day. You know, have a good night's sleep and you'll be refreshed tomorrow. So it's true. It's true. Sometimes we just feel that way. I just want to get through this, but that's not how we want to live our lives. And so it's really a conundrum here to how, to, how do we admit and understand and become aware that I'm feeling this way, or if you're feeling this way, but also know that this too shall pass. This is not going to last forever. I'm not going to feel like I need to just survive forever. I'm feeling like it right now in this moment. If that's what you're feeling, it's not going to last forever. Well, I think there's two things about this one that come up for me. And the first is if you're feeling like you just need to get through this week and have some sort of vision or optimism in your mind of like, oh, next month things will be better. Like ask yourself what you think is going to change between now and then that will actually make it better. I think for you, when you tend to get into this survival mode of I just need to get to next year, you have these ideals in your mind of like, okay, January 1, everything is going to change and some of these problems or dynamics are going to go away. But ultimately, like going from Sunday to Monday or December 31st to January 1st, that's not really... It's not, things aren't magically changing. So just notice that if you're trying to rush through time or rush through circumstances, start to think about like what it is that you want to change actually so that you can do the things to make that happen rather than just getting through it. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, I agree with what you're saying. The, what helps me the most is remembering my intention for the year, because I think why I get so ready for the new year is I have my intentions. I have my, my thoughts. I have my beliefs. I have all of the things that I'm looking forward to doing. So I just need to move that up. And if, and if you relate to this with me, I just need to move that up to November. I need to not wait until January. So lately I've been taking a pause because what is happening is I'm, I'm putting everything in the beginning of the year and just kind of coasting through this part of the part of the end of the year, which is not what we want to do because we do not want to wish our time away. Yeah. And that's you what know, I was going to say. Yeah. Time is our most precious resource. Why in, why in the world would we ever want to wish it away? That's why this is a big one. And so I like to think of this as I am so aware of it. So I catch myself in the moment and I bring myself back to the present. And I think about, okay, what is my, what is my intention for 2023 and how do I want to end this year? And I don't have to accomplish anything, truly. I'm not looking at, oh my gosh, I have 50 things that I want to do before the end of the year. I'm actually just saying, can I just be present? Can I just really be present in every moment of the day? Can I say no to the things that I don't want to do? Can I be present and see what do I need to do to be where my feet are, to be present and to feel like I'm owning every moment of the day because this is our precious life. So I, I'm glad you put this as number one, Michelle, because this is something that I can fall into and this is how I fall into it. I'm thinking, okay, I'll just start all the things that I want to do in my intentions for 2024. No, we don't want to do that. But we also don't have to beat ourselves up if we're feeling that way. Or if we're feeling like, oh, I just want to survive till the end of the year. So it's okay to feel like you want to survive, but own every moment and be, be present for every moment. You don't have to do, you don't have to do, here's what, here's what I want to say. <laughs> this is Let the perfect, this is a perfect thing. Here's what I want to say. You don't have to do, you just have to be, which is what I've been saying a lot. And I just got back from a four day trip and it was wonderful. I was in the mountains and it was just beautiful to be able to reset myself and say, just be Barb. Whatever's happening in the moment, just be. You don't have to be doing a lot. Of course we're going to do, but you don't have to pressure yourself to do all of the things that you think have to be done in order for you to be the person that you need to be. Yeah. I, I hope that it. makes sense. It does make sense. And I, I just think kind of tackling off of what you said of not wishing time away, you know, of course 
when we're going through something difficult, we just want to get through it and we want to feel better and we want that season to be over because we don't want to suffer. But if you're constantly in that state of just wanting to rush through and get to the other side of, of a calendar day, month or year, wishing away time, remember that our time here is a gift and we don't know really when when that will be up. I mean, not to sound super morbid, but um don't don't waste your days wanting to wish your time away. And maybe just ask yourself if there's some way, even if you're in some sort of difficulty, if there's something you can small do for yourself or help yourself or just make yourself happy for a small moment in time to make the moments that you're in feel a little less insufferable because you don't want to live your life just wasting it away and wishing it away because life is, I mean, time is fleeting and I don't know. I, you just never know. And I think what's so key to what you're saying, Michelle, is that I don't think most of us, I know I sure didn't in the beginning. I don't And think, there's no judgment for that too. Oh, none, never any judgment. This is why we are so authentic and why we're so sharing our deepest, darkest moments and our joys. We want to share our lives because these are the experiences that we go to and this is what we're here to do. So never any judgment and please never judge yourself. So I just wanted to add to what you said before we move on in that I don't think we can, I don't think we often connect that being in survival mode can also be that we're wishing our time away or we're just, we're just kind of coasting because I don't think it always is, but for me, it had been. And so I, I think it's a, I don't know. I just feel like we're not, we're not really thinking that we're wishing our time away. And so, but, but sometimes we are. And so I just wanted to say something about that, that we don't have to, I think we're feeling like we're wishing our time away. And I think we're feeling like we're in survival mode because we feel like we have to be more productive. We have to do things. We have to get things done. We have to make this right. We have to be perfect. We have to be the go-between for a chaotic moment. Like we put so much pressure on ourselves to do and to be the responsible one that has to do all of these things. And I have to face my family or I have to do this. And I think what I'm trying to say and what I've been doing a lot during this holiday season is that I'm, when I get up in the morning and I start the day, cause I start the day very refreshed, very happy, very energetic. Michelle can attest to that cause she lived with it for her whole life. And so what I'm starting to notice is as the day goes on, I start to feel the burden of, oh my gosh, I've got all this to do. So I've been starting to look at, okay, what do I not need to do? I don't have to be the per perfect productive person here to end out this 2023 year. Yeah. And what I was going to say too, is what I was meaning with, with this and waste, wishing time away, especially, I know a few episodes back, we had a conversation about aging and accepting as we get older. I think for a lot of my younger life, I kind of wished away time. I felt like I couldn't accept some of the circumstances that I was in or didn't like some of the aspects of my life that were happening or felt a lot of um, frustration that I couldn't, or that things weren't happening for me. Like I wanted them to, and I was kind of in my mind wishing for, to, to move fast forward to the things in my life, that, the, having the things that I wanted. And so I guess, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but looking back on those periods of my life where I was younger and in a different period of my life, wishing away to be at a later period of my life, you know, no, enjoy the moment that you're in because we're not going to have it again. And that's kind of how I've started to reframe even now when I'm still maybe not totally satisfied with areas of my life or aspects of my life or situations. I may have desires and wants for things to be different or to cultivate something different, but I know that in this moment, I'll never have the situation exactly as it is right now. So how can I just honor what is and take it all in and be present to it, knowing that life does change 
and I will get to another chapter eventually. Beautiful, Michelle. And I think, yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I just want to say about that, <laughs> that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I think too, having, you know, dad die in his sleep also gives yeah. me this very morbid sense of like, you just don't know when your time well, I is think up. It's, I think it's not morbid. And I think, no, I just think, mean, but no, what I was a gonna, lot of us don't think of life that way. I know. So instead of calling it morbid, it's reality. It, it can change your life. And that's a good thing. It changed your way of looking at every precious moment that you live because tomorrow, the next minute, the next second, the next breath is never promised to any of us. So I, th- the, the other thing I wanted to say before we close because out this we have first a lot to one, say about this one. Well, the other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, this, you may not like what's happening in your life right now. You, you really got me thinking, Michelle, when you said that when you were younger, I remember living in those moments with you. You may not like what's, I don't like, this was three years of hell, really difficult. And then the divorce was final. And I don't like what has unfolded since the divorce that I have no control over with the people that are in my life. And so we may not like what's happening in our lives. We may not like how it's unfolding, but we have to accept it. If we cannot change it, and that's why the serenity prayer has been one of my, my go-tos my entire 38 years, 40 years of practicing. We have to accept the things we cannot change. Mm-hmm. And so it has really been a huge thing for me the past few, few months. I have to accept the things I cannot change and really put my energy and my wisdom on the things that I can. What can I do? So that has been a big shift for me in just needing to get through this week. No, what can I do? Instead of getting through the week, what can I do to feel, ah, that was a good week. I learned a lot. It was difficult, but I accepted the things that I cannot change. Well, even just you've made it through 100% of your difficult days and honoring, even if it wasn't great, you did it. You know, you got through, you, you're capable, you are strong. And I I think that's a good thing. Yes. And I love what you just said, even though it wasn't great. It's, that's the judgment. That's the judgment that we're always talking about. Can you just get, can you just finish a day not feeling any judgment and just acknowledging and being aware and accepting what it was? This was today. I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up to the new day tomorrow. And on that note, let's take a break. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. I guess I chose the first one to be the most interesting one. Well, I think it, it's, it, it speaks a thousand percent to the idea of feeling like you're just surviving. Yeah. And I, I really am grateful for our community here because I think we really talked a lot about what it means to survive. It's okay that you feel like you're surviving, how to identify it, how to be accepting, how to be aware. And so now we can breeze through the other ones because <laughs> the other ones I think are a little bit more 
everyone can relate to the other ones at one time or another in life. Well, I know I can definitely so, relate to this. Next yes. One. I was going to say this one is you. <laughs> this one is you because I, even if I didn't get a good night's sleep, so go ahead and give number two. Number two is, you know, you feel exhausted even after a good night's sleep. But, you know, I also think if you're still exhausted, maybe you didn't have a good night's sleep. Well, I think. But also, look, I'm, I'm in my own version of survival mode within this week. I've been literally kind of in a cave of my own home, diligently trying to get this draft of my book finished, which is a whole situation in and of itself. But, you know, it's true what they say that books are hard (laughs) and I'm, I usually find writing not easy. I I will never say that writing is easy, but I'm, I'm usually able to connect with what I want to say in a very, um, aligned way to where it comes out pretty freely and book writing is a whole another beast. And so I've spent a lot of my past week in a cave of just trying to get it done. And that is my own sense of survival mode where I'm just kind of burning the candle at both ends and really not rested at all. In fact, you looked at me this morning and you were like, you going to make it through this one? Well, I know that. So I just, even waking up today, I slept. I don't know if it was a good night's sleep, but I'm still exhausted because I'm not yet getting through that period of this book writing process. So yeah, I'm in my own survival mode right now. Also knowing that it'll be over, but yeah. And I think I'm tired. You know, I think that makes sense. This is why I'm so excited about this episode, because I think as we go through the list here that we've talked about, you and I personally for years, you're going to see that we are in survival mode a lot sometimes, especially during the holidays. So I, I think this, when you feel exhausted, even after a good night's sleep, I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding, a good night's sleep. If you can have eight hours worth of sleep, but if your mind is constantly going and you're feeling unsettled, you're going to be exhausted when you wake up the next yeah, morning. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's what's me. happening. That's, I can feel that, you know, we've all been there. So I think it's just to take note. If you're feeling exhausted when you wake up in the morning, see if there's something that's bothering you. See if you're saying yes to something that you really don't want to do. See if you're feeling like you need to be the one who's in charge of everything and have everything perfect. See if you're feeling like you're in the middle of a traumatic situation of family members or friends or just personally, and you're feeling like there's no way out. I mean, I've felt all of these things. We've all felt all of these things in some way or in some version or another. And usually if there's something that we're not, for me, if I've had a good night's sleep or I've had a long sleep and by the middle of the day, I'm feeling incredibly exhausted. Usually it's something that's burning inside of me that I haven't dealt with or that I haven't felt or that I haven't acknowledged. So when I can just stop and just say, okay, what is happening with you, Barb? What are you feeling right now? What is it that you're not dealing with? Or what is it that you feel like you have to be the know-it-all here, that you have to make it right? What is going on with you? So I, I feel that that has helped me a lot. But if you're feeling exhausted, just, just take a little pause and see, just ask yourself with, like, this is the, This is the caveat of this entire episode. Zero judgment. Yeah. Zero judgment on yourself. There is, I am, I would have to say one of my happiest moments in life is when I identify what's happening with me. You know, one of my joyous moments in life. So I don't have judgment if I identify that I'm feeling angry or if I'm feeling deserted or if I'm feeling alone or if I'm feeling tired. I don't, I don't beat myself up then and say, oh my gosh, Barb, what is wrong with you? Wow. You're feeling this. You're not the person that I thought you were. I mean, all those things that we say to ourselves in the mind. So take care of yourself. If you're feeling exhausted, take care of yourself and try to really get in touch with what's happening so that you can course correct and say, wait a minute, I'm an extraordinary human being in this moment. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm not the boss of everyone. I'm only the boss of myself. And I can only change what I can change for myself to make myself feel more present, feel more loving and feel more centered in what it is that I'm trying to do in this moment. And I would say if you are someone who's finding that you 
go to sleep and your mind is racing and you can't quite seem to get your mind to quiet or you have lots of thoughts and you really just not find finding yourself being settled in the sleep time, that's a perfect time to, like you do, reflect before going to sleep or journal before going to sleep to give those thoughts somewhere to live. Um, that's kind of what was happening for me last night. I, I had been going to sleep so late for the past few days because I've just been working and it's kind of messed up my sleep schedule. So last night I kind of made a commitment to myself that I was going to go, go to sleep at a regular hour. But of course I got into bed at the normal time and I just, my brain was going. I had so many thoughts, so many ideas, so many things I didn't want to forget to write about or put in the book or ideas that I thought maybe I hadn't gotten to yet. And that's when those kinds of things are happening for you at nighttime, like pull out your journal and give your thoughts a home and give those thoughts a place to go. Because for me, at least, I I feel like sometimes I get a lot of good ideas in those moments when I'm kind of going into sleep. And I feel like I was having good ideas last night as I was going into sleep. And I didn't sit myself up to write it down because I'm like, no, Michelle, you just need to go to sleep. And so my mind kept saying, okay, but you don't want to forget this. So it was just going, going, going. And I really do believe if you take what's going into your mind and not letting you find peace and put it onto paper, your mind will start to release it a little better. Because then you can wake up and say, oh, wait, I had that. You know, this morning I woke up and I said, oh my gosh, what were all those ideas I had? And I was trying to rack my brain to remember them. And some of them I remembered and some of them I'm having to work at. But that way you wake up and say, oh, these are all the things that came to me. I'm so happy I have it written down. Genius. I love that. And we said we were going to start this episode with, with tips and tricks. So I have a little trick to share with you. I learned this, I read this in one of my meditation books when I, early on when I first started meditating and I've used it on and off, but mostly on for the past 38 or so years. And here it is. So in the Zen Buddhist tradition, and I'm not a Buddhist and I just, I studied all the religions. I think we've talked about that in this podcast. In the Zen Buddhist tradition, they have, they truly are be where your feet are. They truly are be in the present moment. And so one of the things in reading about how that can happen for our lives, we have to do it when we're sleeping too. So what, what I learned way back then was when we go to sleep, when we get into our bed or wherever it is, we are sleeping. When we decide to go to sleep, like the bed or the floor or the sofa, or whatever it is that we're sleeping on is for sleeping. So if we allow the mind then to tell us all the things that we need to know while we're sleeping, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. It's you're training your mind to constantly tell you all these things because you're allowing it. And so what I learned is when, when you said it perfectly, Michelle, when you feel like you want to remember all these things, because yes, we do have some great insights when we're sleeping because we're starting to go into the unconscious, which, which has all the gems and the jewels in it a lot of the time. So when you're starting to feel that way and you think it's important that you need to get, get up and go in a chair. So I get up out of my bed and I go to the chair. And as you said, Michelle, I'll journal or I'll write it down or I'll think about all the things and have all the strategies in my mind. And when I think I'm done, I'll get back into the bed because the bed is for sleep and the chair is for thinking. It has, it has been phenomenal for me all these years because now I know when I get in bed, I'm sleeping. I'm doing my little reflection and I go to sleep. I love that. It's not perfect, but it, it really has served me very well because my body knows and my mind knows. I've trained my mind that when I get into bed, I sleep. So try that. When you think you, you've got your mind going and you're having a lot of ideas, or you're having trouble, get up and go sit in the chair. Even if you're not writing, just sit. Okay, mind, do you want to think? So here I am. I'm sitting in the chair ready to think. And many times what has happened for me is I get really, really tired and get into bed. Yeah. That's so number- a good, that's a good one because I probably had been spending too much time in my bed, not sleeping and working. And so my brain was like, well, you're in bed. So keep working. Yeah. Yeah. That is for sleep. Yeah. All right. Number so, three. So I would take this one because I, I was doing this a lot for the past three years. 
Yeah. And yeah, and you pointed this out to me a lot over the past few years. So let us have it. So you frequently visualize worst case scenarios. You know, when you're, when you're going through a huge life change, death, divorce, losing your home or buying a home or any of those things, those big life changes, it's, it's natural that worst case scenarios are going to come up. We're going to go through the gamut of what are all the things that could go wrong? What are all the things that are going to be hard? What are all the things that I'm not going to be able to do? All those things will come up in the mind. And what has been helpful for me, and especially after the divorce was final, I, I didn't have these worst case scenarios anymore because it's over. It was all the leading up to it. And so what I want to share the most about this idea, if you're visualizing worst case scenarios, visualize the best case scenarios too. And you taught me this, Michelle, early on in the, in the separation and before the divorce. Mom, what are the good things that could happen? What are the good things? You know, we're going to, the mind is going to tell us what, what bad is going to happen and how hard this is going to be. But what are, it also has the good things. So I would just offer up to you, which is what, what I've done a lot. And I did it just recently when I was on my trip. I actually got into a sink of worst case scenarios. And then I immediately said, okay, now what are all the good things, Barb? And the good outweighed the bad, like huge, hugely. So don't beat yourself up and don't judge yourself for going down the path of visualizing worst case scenarios. Because sometimes that can be helpful. Sometimes it can, it can enlighten you to certain things that maybe you need to watch out for. But please look at the best case scenarios as well and the happy case scenarios and the good things that will come from whatever it is that you're doing in this juncture of your life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's when things are hard and life is tough and you are kind of living through the first and the second ones that we talked about, just wanting to get through the day and just being exhausted. It's really easy to let our minds love to go into that space of thinking about what are all the the worst things that could happen. I mean, it makes sense. We're exhausted, we're spent, we're burned out. And so that's typically a breeding ground for our minds to engage in some of that negative thinking. Um, And I think if nothing else, we know how powerful our minds are and how much the thoughts in the mind influence so much of our our lives and our viewpoints and our moods and our actions. And yeah, it's going to happen that when times are tough, we're going to start to think about all of the bad that could happen. But if you catch yourself doing that, just try to add in some of the good that could happen too, just to even it out. You know, you know, I might visualize that I write this whole book and it comes out and no one reads it and it's awful and I feel like a failure, for example. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No, well, I'm saying, but I know, yes. <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> but you know, also what, what else could I visualize for it? It comes out and hopefully you all read it and love it and it's great, you know? So kind of play that game with your mind of if you catch it going on one end of the spectrum, then say, okay. And also what about this? I love it. You know, I could, with your divorce, you know, I could lose all my friends and no one wants to be with me and I'm isolated and alone and miserable. Okay. But also what if I have tons of friends around me and I'm constantly surrounded by love and support and people who care about me in a very deep way and I feel infinitely loved. Beautiful. You know, it. it obviously we don't know how life is going to unfold, but at least we can have that picture in our minds of the good that could happen. There's never just one side. There's never one side of a coin. There's never one side. You have happy and you have sad. You have difficulties and you have ease. So there's never just one way. So always add in the other way. And I, from the day that I started meditating almost 40 years ago, I looked at my meditation practices, training my mind, Yeah, training my mind. And you look at it, Michelle, you talk a lot about, you know, creating that new groove in the mind, 
our mind wants to go to the difficulty. Our mind wants to go to the worst case scenarios. So it is our job. I look at it as my job to start training my mind to see both sides. And then little by little by little, my mind will, my mind now starts to say, okay, this is the worst that could happen. This is the best that could happen. And so my mind is now little by little by little becoming more of a friend and an ally instead of an enemy, right? instead of the mind beating us up. So I'm going to say it again, please have no judgment for yourself and do not beat yourself up for having worst case scenarios. Just add in what the other side could be because there always is another side. Yeah, exactly. So number four is me. Is you too. (laughs) You feel irritable and grumpy and catch yourself overreacting. I I think it's not just you, Michelle. Me, all of us can relate to this. I mean, as a kid, you would call me Oscar the Grouch. I think that... But I think that that's not, you weren't really overreacting. You just. No, I could be irritable. You're just irritable. I yeah. could be grumpy. Yeah. You, you could be grumpy. I can be an Eeyore. But you also could be the most beautiful, happy person in the world. So that's the I, other I don't side. take it personally. I know, I know that I can be a grump. I can be a little moody sometimes. But, but I also know that when I'm irrationally grumpy or moody um, or irritable, it's because I'm spent. Yeah. So this one is a quick one because I think we all can relate. We all overreact at one point or another. I mean, it's just the nature of being a human being. I think the key for me has always been when I overreact or lash out or, or say things I wish that I hadn't said or looked at the situation and the, the, the reaction that I had didn't meet the situation. Uh, I always just, I always, I can feel it inside of me. Whoa, that was a big overreaction, Barb. What, what can I do in this moment? It's really a huge trigger for me when I overreact and not a trigger to beat myself up or to tell myself, how could I be like this? It's a trigger. Okay. You just overreacted. Take a few deep breaths, calm down. What do you need to do now? Do you need to apologize? Do you need to course correct here? You need to go get something to eat. Do you need to take a break? Do you need to say no to whatever it is you have to do an hour from now because you're just not feeling it? What do I, what step can I take that will, that will bring me back into alignment of taking an action and being in the present moment and doing what I need to do. So I think the, the biggest, I would have to say, I think the biggest issue or opportunity when, with overreacting is not to, not to beat yourself up. Yeah. We always do that. I mean, I just, we, we are always upset with ourselves, and we're upset with the other person and the anger just grows and grows and grows or the, the irritability just grows and grows and grows. So we need to nip it in the bud. Okay. Wait a minute. Just overreacted. What do I need to do? And don't beat yourself up because that just makes it worse. Yeah. And just know that if you are finding yourself in this, in these moods or irritability or overreacting, maybe see if you can take a couple of moments for yourself. I mean, when I'm really grumpy or irritable, if I can go and spend a couple moments in the bathroom and close my eyes and breathe or go get a coffee by myself and just kind of reset myself, it helps a lot. Obviously that's not going to get you out of survival mode, but if you can find those little practices throughout the day, you know, we talk about the 1% rule of if you can spend 1% of your day in mindfulness, I mean, even if you're in survival mode and maybe 1% feels like too much, if you can spend a couple moments for yourself in the day um, to go do something for yourself, to go be in nature or close your eyes or whatever, something that makes you happy that can help reset a little bit. Love it, Michelle. Love it. Love it. And or cancel something you don't want to do and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. It's so important not to beat yourself up. How many times have I said that? That should be the title of this. It's so true because when we, when we, when we do something we don't want to do and we're not even feeling up for it. And I'm not saying things we have, we do have to do some things. We just have to, I know that's life, but I would love for you to just take a pause and say, how, how many things am I saying yes to that? I don't really have to do. I'm doing it because I'm people pleasing or I'm doing it because I feel like I have to. Is it really something you have to do? I mean, I am, I'm the queen of this. If I wake up and things aren't, I'm not feeling myself in a way that uh, where I'm feeling overwhelmed or feeling survival mode or feeling like I need, I need a little bit of a break. 
I will look at what I'm doing for the day and say, wait a minute, I'm going to take this out. So I think what you said too, Michelle, and I think what I'm trying to say here is see what you need. Yeah. See what you need to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying to see what you need to take care of yourself at the expense of the people in your life. I'm saying, what do you need to, to take care of yourself to be the best version of you in that moment? And it may just be a 40% version, but that's enough. Yeah. Get in that dialogue with yourself of what yes. do I need in this moment to feel 1% better. Yes. Ah, uh, let's take a quick break. We're back again. Let's get into it. This one, you feel overwhelmed by your daily routine, but don't know how to change it. This was also me recently. So I think, I think- Is this podcast about us? (laughs) Well, of course, all these podcasts. I mean, these are- I know you're- It's a line. Is this about us? Yes, this is us. Uh, this This is human. This is human being. So really all I want to say to add here is when you feel overwhelmed with your daily routine and don't know how to change it- just take a pause and see what's, what are the, identify what are the things that you're feeling. Remember, feeling overwhelmed is a feeling. I'm feeling overwhelmed, but now let's get specific. What is it that you're feeling overwhelmed about? And how are you feeling in the overwhelmed state? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling, feeling irritable? Am I feeling uh, less than? Am I feeling like I'm not doing enough? Like really get specific about how you're feeling. What is happening? I would write it down. I use my journal for this a lot. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I always stop and pause. Okay, ask myself what's happening for you, Barb, in this moment. And then I'll get my journal and say, okay, what, what is the overwhelm? Identify mm-hmm. the overwhelm. Become aware of the overwhelm and what can I do about it? Because that's what, that is what you can change. You can change how whatever is happening in the moment is making you feel. We can't change our feelings. We can, we can feel our feelings, identify our feelings, and then change the reaction or the action to it. This has been a lifesaver for me, using my journal and really getting detailed about why am I, not why. I don't, I don't use the word why very much. I use the word what. What is it that's happening, Bar? What is it about this moment? What is it about your daily routine that is causing you to feel overwhelmed? And then break down the overwhelm. You really get to the core of what is happening. And I think if, if there's something about your daily, weekly routine that is giving you a lot of internal struggle, I'm not, I'm not just saying like, oh, I really don't want to go to work today because I'd rather be in bed. You know, that's, I think, a normal feeling that we have sometimes. But if there's something that you're repeatedly feeling overwhelmed about, like you're saying, talk to yourself and see like, what, why? I mean, I, I like to, I'm, I'm a why person, but like, why do I feel this way about this part of my routine? Or like, what, where are these feelings coming from? And what can I do about it? Because if I can't necessarily immediately change my daily routine, let's just say like, we have to go to work, we have to go to work. Like getting in touch with the feelings and maybe seeing if there's a root somewhere that we can start to work with that can maybe ease the overwhelm a bit. It's not going to fix everything, but maybe you won't feel so, you know, unhinged. Well, and and break it up into little tiny pieces. Like, okay, I don't want to go to work today. Yes. Sometimes we feel that way, but is this a constant thing? Like it's every day I'm overwhelmed because I want to change this routine because I don't want to be in it. What is it about work? Or what is it about the routine? I, I'm so, I'm so anal about getting to the what. What what is it about this routine? What is happening here? It's not just one big glob of work or one big glob of my life or one big glob of my routine. What is the specific thing about all of this that's happening? And then what can I do to change it? I think the title of my next book, if I ever oh, get around to writing it. Have you heard her say this before? Will be acceptance. I've been thinking about acceptance for the past few months and it has really served me greatly because it gets to a place where most of the things that I'm trying to change, I cannot. And so I would, I would urge you 
If this is one of those things where you're feeling overwhelmed, look at what is causing the overwhelm and think about the things that you can change. Because I know the overwhelm for me is trying to change something that I can't change. Mm. And then not acknowledging it and understanding that I need to then go to the next step of acceptance has been a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't change this. Accept it. This is the reality. This is the truth of what it is. And now what can you do accepting this reality? What can you do in the next moment? Yeah. And I... I, yeah, I think thinking about what are the little things that you can't change. I remember a while ago, we used to do a lot of filming in one day. And those days, thinking about those days would really overwhelm me. And I would feel, I would go into the days not my best self because I just was, it was a lot. And, you know, you and I would kind of go back and forth like, Michelle, come on, like we're here be present. Step be, up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would get annoyed with you because I'm like, stop, yeah. stop telling me what to do. And it would, it was tough sometimes. Like, I think you would be on edge because you're like, oh, I don't know how Michelle's going to show up for filming. I don't know if she's going to be in a good mood. When Michelle's not in a good mood, that makes things a little more challenging, you know, all of the stuff. And finally, you and I both kind of came to this realization that maybe we didn't need to spend so long in one day filming. You were like, why don't we just cut it in half and, and break it up? And you're like, would that be helpful for you? Would, would, and I think, sorry, not to sidetrack, but having people that can maybe recognize in you too and say, Hey, I, it seems like this is really difficult for you. Let's figure out something to help. So yeah. you said you proposed, um, we don't need to do so much in one day. Let's break it up. Let's, you know, set boundaries with it. And I really appreciated that because you gave me the permission. I think the overwhelm too, is I felt, I don't want to let people down. I don't want to be the, the problem here. I don't want to be the one that's like keeping us from getting stuff done. So I didn't think in my mind that I had the option to make a change and you giving me that permission to say, hey, we don't need to do all of this in one day. How would you feel if we changed it a bit was super helpful. Well, I think that that's the key, isn't it? I mean, it's amazing. Once, once, once you and I started really getting to the core of what was happening and then we decided to make a change, our, our other two colleagues that film with us that help us, Lauren and Rebecca, they, they're so grateful. I remember Lauren saying to us, oh, I'm so happy that we, you know, it'd be, I think it works best if we're not filming long days that we break it up and do shorter days. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. It was interesting to me, and I'm kind of smiling about it right now, that the one thing that we had control over, we weren't speaking up right away and everyone wanted the same thing. It's so interesting. And I bet more often than not, that happens a lot because we have a fear of speaking up or we have a, we, we got to do it this way. We've always done it this way. We've got to do it this way. So it just, it brings me so, we brought so much more. I mean, our days of work are joyful, but we brought so much more fun. Mm -hmm. I love the days when we're together filming. I, we brought so much more fun and all it took was speaking up and saying, wait a minute, this just doesn't work. Yeah. And it's ironic that it really wasn't working for any of us. Right. So that may be happening in your life as well. Think about those places where maybe you just speaking up and saying what you need and what's happening for you in the moment will also serve others. Yeah. So number six, what do you think of this one, Michelle? Also me. You crave comfort foods or forget to eat. Yeah. I, since I've been in my book writing mode and you were away, you would say, you would call me and say, Hey, how's it going? Uh, what did you eat today? And I'd be like, oh, I had a coffee at 11 a.m. And you'd be like, and? I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get a bagel. And? I'm like, oh, I'm good. You're like, no, you need to eat. And um, even <laughs> the other day, I was feeling very overwhelmed and a little bit frazzled by just how much I felt like I had to do. And it didn't feel like I was getting anything done, even though I was. And I was kind of too in it. I was staring at my screen, just 
feeling blocked and frustrated. And I had realized that I hadn't really had like a proper meal that day. I had, you know, coffee, a bagel, I don't know, some snacks or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some dinner. And so I ordered an actual proper meal and I ate dinner and I came back to my computer. I'm like, oh, I feel like writing isn't so hard. Food actually helps your brain function. What a concept. Um, but I was noticing, cause usually I'm the opposite. Usually I crave comfort foods when I'm really stressed or overwhelmed or in survival mode. I'll, you know, go to my favorite food and, and eat. But in this moment I was, you know, just kind of trying to power through. So I was forgetting to eat or not forgetting to eat. I didn't want a break to eat. And, um, Yeah. Barely surviving in my survival mode. Well, I think food for all of us is a good barometer of what's happening. Um, you know, I'd, food can be a trigger. Food can be a comfort. Food can be difficult. So I think food, you know, is a really good way of thinking about, or not thinking, but looking at what's happening. I know for me, if I start craving sugar, or I think I walked into your apartment a few weeks ago and ate a piece of candy that you had in a dish there. And you looked at me and you said, are you okay? What's happening with you? <laughs> but no, that's, I know that that might sound like I was judging you, no, but no. I know you so well, yeah. that if you go straight to the candy dish, yeah. that means that something's wrong for you. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm glad. You I don't clarified. have any judgment that you, you ate candy. You have no judgment whatsoever. And that's the whole thing I was getting at this point. You can't have judgment and just to really know yourself. And, and I looked at you and I said, I'm stressed. So we sat down and talked for a little bit. So it's kind of nice to have someone in your life that doesn't judge you, but also will acknowledge, Hey, are you okay? What do you need? What's happening? And then the last one, you avoid connecting with friends because you just don't have time. And you could insert family there too, friends or family. Or you just avoid doing anything that brings you happiness because you don't feel like you have time. Yeah. It brings you happiness or gets you out into a joyful state or put you in a place of having fun. I know this one for me is about having fun. I will avoid that word avoid, I think is very, very crucial. Whenever I'm in avoidance and I don't want to do something, I have to ask myself, do you just not want to do it because you're overwhelmed and you need to say no? Or do you not want to do it because you're, you're just not in the mood to have fun or you're not in the mood to be out with people. So it goes back, always goes back for me, just identifying what is happening. What is happening for you when you want to avoid something? So really it's taking all these words and identifying what's the core of them. When I want to avoid something, that means I'm not really wanting to be too honest. I'm not really wanting to say, hey, can't go out to dinner with you tonight. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm, a, I'm feeling tired or I just can't go tonight. So think about the word that you're using if you are avoiding connecting with friends or family because you don't have time. Is it because, you know, that you're just feeling a little bit down and you just don't want to go out and have fun? I've been in that place before. Sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling like things are hard, which, uh, you know, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it's been hard. I, I don't, I don't want to have fun either, which makes no sense. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. So I, and when I think about that, then I'll usually call up the person and say, Hey, let's go out. I want to have some fun. And I have a few friends in my life right now who are so excited when I say I want to have fun because I'm such a, um, I don't know. I just, I thinking about having fun has always been difficult in my life. And I think because my childhood yeah. was so traumatic. So I've really been working on that idea of not, not just avoiding and not thinking that life is also not about fun as well. Yeah. I think when we are just surviving, we think that we have to do only the things that can get us through the day. And sometimes we don't think that fun and connection and being with loved ones has a real purpose in our lives. And it really does. And this isn't to say that, you know, if you, again, not to go back into my own example, but when I was kind of in my book writing mode this week, I had people who asked me if I wanted to do stuff and I really felt like I needed to just focus. And so I, I used my discernment to say, okay, I can't right now, but I'll see you when I get this done. And so knowing that like, it's not, you always have to say yes to people, but 
finding that balance of doing what you need to do to, you know, satisfy your responsibilities and also knowing that being with people, having fun, letting yourself find those tiny joys is also a huge part of your self-care. And I think that's why the word avoid is really, really key in this sentence. If you're avoiding, check it out. Ask yourself what's happening here. So yeah, those are some of our top signs. I guess we were talking about ourselves. Maybe we are both in survival mode. Well, I think, I mean, if you think about this time of year, it's it's really... Well, and I think this goes to show that it can be really sneaky. You might not necessarily, you might have said or seen the topic of this episode and you're like, eh, I'm, I'm good. I don't think that's me, but there are, it, it slips in really easily and it can build fast and having these little pieces to be aware of can really help. And of course, relying on, you know, your self-care practices that make you feel good, even if you're in a phase of survival mode are crucial. You know, what are those practices? Is it meditation, you know, getting the journal, um, getting outside, moving, prioritizing your sleep. That's like on the top of my list for this week. Um, Unplugging from the news. That's a big one. And just, you know, being able to ask for help. I think you and I have gotten into a good place of if, if something's up, you can ask me and I can ask you and there's no, well, there's never any judgment, but we feel comfortable doing so. And just knowing that, you know, these, even these moments of survival will pass And it's like all about finding those little life rafts that can lift us up even through the difficult moments. Yes, Michelle. Love it. Thank (laughs) you for a fabulous conversation. And we we use this little phrase, name it to tame it a lot. So by naming survival mode as a place where we go as humans, for me, it's made it okay. It makes it no judgment. It makes it okay. Yeah. I, sometimes I'm just surviving. So when we name it, it kind of loses its, it loses the heaviness and it kind of brings us back up. Okay. For this moment, this is, this is what I'm doing, or this is what's happening. So I will end my segment of this saying, just please be gentle with yourself. Please don't judge yourself in not judging yourself. Really, you'll stop judging others too. And you'll have so much more energy and so much more happiness mm-hmm. and joy from the inside out. But do not be hard on yourself. Do not feel guilty for saying no or for slowing down and doing less in your day. It's, it's what, it's, if it's what you need, it's what you need. And don't feel bad about it and do not judge yourself. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And be gentle with yourself. This is, there is a lot going on. It, it's intense. And if anything else, try to release the judgment of whatever you're going through at this moment in time, thinking that it's not good enough or that you should be farther along in your healing or that you should be over something that you think you should be over by now, or that you're not, that you're in X, but you think you should be in Y, you know, just like my mom was saying, have that acceptance for, for what is right now and know that, you know, you're doing the best you can with what you were being given in this moment. And Life is always changing. And it's enough. And it's enough. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for any of you who are feeling like you're maybe in survival mode. Um, I feel like this is exactly what you and I both needed to help us move through. So thanks for letting us talk through our own problems yet again. It's why we have these conversations. Exactly. Um, Thank you so much again for listening to the show. And thank you for being a part of our amazing community. We're so grateful for all of you. We really, really appreciate your support with the show and being with us week after week. It means so much to us. It's truly a joy to talk to you all every week. And we don't take your support for granted. You know, I spent the time of year is to be grateful and we're so grateful for all of you. So thank you so much again for being a part of the BKB community. If you're loving the show, which we hope that you are, please make sure that you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, so they're always up to date with new episodes. If you haven't yet, a five-star review on iTunes iTunes or Spotify is super helpful and also leaving a review it's everything for the show, so we'd really appreciate it. And, you know, if nothing else, share your love of the show with a friend. Let us let them know 
about the show if they haven't heard about it yet. That's also super, super helpful. Lastly, we do have journals for sale for the holiday season. They're limited edition journals. We've talked about journaling in this week's episode, giving your thoughts a home. I love them. They're so cute. A little Char cameo on the journals. Um, So click the link in our show notes if you want to check that out for this holiday season. Alrighty. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom, for sharing. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.